This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's community access station Plains FM. I'm Rachel Hazelden, and today on the Women on the Waves program, I'm speaking to some of the fabulous women who are running the Kate Shepherd Celebration Tours. The next one is on Saturday the 19th of October, and it starts at the CWEA, the Canterbury Workers' Educational Association, and is part of the Becker Christchurch Heritage Festival. Morena. Morena, Rachel. Hello. Welcome. Lovely to have you here. I've got three fabulous women, Nancy, Erin and Judy. Um, I'm just going to have a, a, introduce you and have a word with you each first. So Nancy, Nancy McShane, uh, is the Delegate and Convener for the PSA Women's Network, that's Public Service Association, and works in mental health. And I've actually seen you play Kate Shepherd. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Do a fabulous yeah. job of it. Thank you. Um, so... What's your um, connection to Kate Shepherd? And I know she stood for, she talked about pay equity as well. She did. And that's one of the things we'd like to highlight about her. Uh, a lot of people know that Kate fought for the vote and that New Zealand was the first country to give um, women the vote. Um, but they don't realise that at the same time that she was doing that, she fought for equal pay for work of equal value. So that's highly relevant to me in, in my work as a unionist. Uh, my union, the PSA, is the oldest union in New Zealand. Um, it is the largest union with 74,000 plus members and it is predominantly female. So it's exciting for me to be involved with, with my union and, and being able to have such a strong female voice for women's issues. And um, I've been involved in fighting an equal pay claim um, for a number of years now. The PSA's has several equal pay claims on the go and um, it's exciting to finally see us making some some progress with that issue. Yeah, it is wonderful what's happening in New Zealand. And when I learned about Kate Shepherd, I was just so... Um, it wasn't just about suffrage. It was about... She was about social change. Mm. Uh, powerful, powerful woman. Mm. And next we've got Erin McGifford. Uh, a wonderful community historian, commentator, fundraiser for the Kate Shepherd Memorial that yes. was uh, raised in 1993, like me, an ex-librarian, mm -hmm. and previous co-owner of the Kate Shepherd bookstore and researcher in the 1992 biography of Kate Shepherd. Erin, what's drawn you to Kate Shepherd so much as part of your life? Well, we, we certainly she's an admirable woman, and then when we start decided to set up this Kateship, this bookshop, we had to name it. Yeah. So we thought, well, yes, she didn't just do the vote; she was into other feminist issues as well. So we chose her, but of course there was very little information around about Kate Shepherd at that time. So I thought, well, people are going to come into the shop and ask us, and we look silly if we don't <laughs> have much. So I started researching it, searching it, and as I was a librarian at the time, mm. of course I had access to various library materials. So I started to collect stuff, and then after a few years, Judy Devaliant, who wanted to write a biography of Kate Shepherd, got in touch, and so for the next seven years I helped her. 
Baker do her research because she was in Auckland. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I was invited on to the, the fundraising committee of the Kate Sheba Memorial mm. because I had this background material and mm. I researched who should go on the sculpture. Mm. Um, and then I was invited to do some bus tours back in the 1990s. Um, and then, then, of course, Diane got in touch with me 25 or 20 years later <laughs> that she'd heard of me and would yes. I help, help out yes. in her resurrection of this buster idea. Yeah, mm. I'm so mm. glad we've got a local uh, Kate Shepherd expert in Christchurch. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all that research you've done. Mm. Yeah, I'm certainly a beneficiary of that. Uh, and thirdly, we've got Judy Smitherum, who... Uh, I saw at so many events last year, uh, was Suffrage 125 coordinator, did a fabulous job, is a singer and festival director for the Canterbury Folk Festival and just um, been nominated for a City Council, Christchurch City Council Civic Award for Arts and Music. Wow. What inspired you to take on that role last year? About It was about women's rights and women's issues I've been following those sorts of that passion for quite a number of years mm. and I thought when 125 came it was heading up I thought we need to do something in Christchurch contacted the Ministry of Women's Affairs and they said it was culture and heritage and that was before the election so it was a few years ago and they hadn't made any decision at that time because it was they were waiting until after the election so mm. I started a campaign and a, a website and just did things plotted along and had some events and they were it was great to see women celebrate women. It was that was what it was about. That women who do ordinary things, so called ordinary, mm. we we forget that stuff. That mm. there are women at home knitting booties for the Nico units, and mm. and they make a huge contribution to society that we forget. Mm. That mm. Those mm. little things. Mm. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Mm. We have lots of women doing amazing things, and we get to talk to them and go, wow. Mm. And singing beautifully. Yes, singing beautifully. And I think that's been a real honour at the Folk Club, which I'm secretary of. We have, well, I have instigated every year around the September, we have a women's concert. So mm. this year we had a celebration of women. And it's we had a tribute concert to Joni Mitchell, so it's just a way of celebrating music, music mm. of women because mm. women's music doesn't necessarily get heard very often. Mm. Mm. Oh, so much, so much to discuss. Um, and I think when we discussed beforehand um, about we know and love this rich history of um, Kate Shepherd and all the suffragists who were very activists in social change at the time, um, what is why is it still relevant today? Erin, um, what do you wanna what do you wanna say? Well, Nancy would be the particularly good person to talk about this mm. because so many of the issues that she was interested in are still mm. active and they haven't been mm. resolved. Mm. Mm. Um, there's so many layers in these things. Mm. I, yeah, I think that is true for me, that I, I see it as still highly relevant. And the thing that really disquiets me is how little many young women and girls know about Kate, Kate Shepherd and and the, the other woman who assisted her as well, or other suffragists, um, 
for me, Kate Shepard was a, a, a hugely intelligent woman. Um, she must have been deeply frustrated living in the times that she did. And her vision of what she wanted to achieve is something that people don't fully appreciate or understand. Um, and we'd like to change that. Um, the more I've read about her myself, I've realised, you know, the, the lack of knowledge that I had about her. And actually meeting Erin has been wonderful because um, her knowledge about Kate Shepard is fantastic. But you know, the fact that she tried to um, abolish the corset um, and improve women's um, dress wear so it was mm. healthier and safer for them. Um, Wasn't she, she a keen cyclist? She was, yeah. yes. She liked to cycle around town at a time when women weren't encouraged to, no, to one, exercise one at first, all. One of the first women cyclists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to be thinking outside of the box like that and to actually have a very um, confident um, and intelligent voice on the situations that women were having to deal with and, and trying to change them. And, and the, the time that she lived, to me, was incredible. And I'd really like people to fully understand and appreciate that, particularly younger women. I look at the issues that we're going to have to face going forward, particularly with things like climate change, and I think we really need to have female voices involved in, in that conversation. Mm. We need to have more strong, um, authentic female leaders. Um, you only have to look at Jacinta Ardern, for example. Everything that she does, everything she says, receives global attention. And I think if we are to eliminate the threat of male leaders like Donald Trump, for example, um, we really need to have women modelling a, a different type of leadership, a better one, one that serves all of us, rather than only serving a very small uh, number of extremely wealthy, extremely um, self-interested males. And mm -hmm. I think both men and women are starting to realise that we can't afford to support that type of leadership style any longer. You know, our existence, our very existence depends on moving away from that. Mm -hmm. And I know that we need to be able to see ourselves. Um, so we need mm. to see other women in leadership. Yes. And and the importance of history is that um, we see women who went before us uh, in those roles. Yes. Uh, and a diverse range of women. And um, I, was, I was really happy to see at the memorial that there is a Māori woman um, included. Mm. And... Uh, Erin, you were part of organising um, who who was going to be part of that. How did that process happen? Well, I already had uh, quite a bit of information about her colleagues and I looked up more um, and provided information to the committee. You know, say, well, I, these ones, you can choose among these. They seem to be... Because we... There were, other excellent women, but there was you know, practical considerations. You can only get, say, mm. six or so on a memorial. Mm. There were other very excellent women in different parts. But and I, even to have six. What? I think that even to have six, I think mm. that's special because so yes, often right. we see a statue and it's one person mm. yes. and it's usually a man high up <laughs> looking down. Yes. That was the initial concept was a statue of Kate Shepard, but we quickly decided that that was not the way the women work. No. Um, so we wanted to have a range. And also I had in mind I wanted to have a range from the of the two uh, geographically, so we've got going from Northland down to Dunedin. Ah, yes. I wanted Maori and Pākehā. I wanted young and old. I want, I've got educated once and um, um, who, uh, and there's also those panels at the side of the memorial so that you've got 
Maori women in the top one there. Mm. You've got women teaching, so mm. you've got that sort of professional type woman. You've got women in the factory there um, sewing, women on the farm mm. doing the housework. Well, she's not doing housework, she's doing milking the cow there. Um, there's one... Oh, and down the bottom we've got women nursing, which could be professional or could be at the, in the home. Mm. Um, and there they've got the one which is about alcohol, and it's very subtle because you've just got you've got a group of men all with their backs to this family group, and there's just the word ale on the wall. Mm. That's all. It's very subtle. I mean, mm. they've got their backs to their family responsibility, you know. Right. Mm. Um, so I wanted to have all those things so that women, all sorts of... Oh, that one is a trade unionist, you see there. Mm. Um, all sorts of women. So any woman could come along, any women could come along to this memorial field that they could see themselves see in themselves, it, you know? absolutely. Mm. And the Māori woman is Meretatai, yes, Mangakahia. Yes. And that she requested the vote for women from... The Māori Parliament, yes, um, and not just the vote that um, yes, women could actually stand. Further. She wanted them to stand and become members mm. as well. Mm. Mm. I was lucky to be able to write to the the family, her family, mm. um, just because I knew a researcher. I'd heard about a researcher who knew the family, and she thought she, they would have a a um, portrait of her so this is in fact the portrait they actually sent it down to me from the Coromandel mm, and I took it into image. a photographic reproduction studio mm. and got it done and with a lovely frame it has mm. so that's now the one you see but but for, we wanted to have some obvious sign of her being Maori on the mm. statue so mm. we got their permission to have a cloak, they wanted to, to show her European style dress mm, mm. but they said it would be okay to have a cloak that mm. came over her shoulders mm. as well. So you've mm. seen the both mm. sides of her. Mm. Yes. Oh, gorgeous. And Judy, what what was it like for you being so involved in the Suffrage 125? What came out of it for you over that course of the year? There was a frustration, which Nancy alluded to as well, that people said, oh, well, that's over. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Yes, we still have our voice, we still have our right to talk, and it's that social history. I'm really interested in family history, so I do lots of family history, and just get to read papers past and find out family about the things that women struggled with, the women that were left destitute by men who, who disappeared, and they had to do court orders to actually be able to try and get money from these men that had left, mm. that we as women, have been really vulnerable and mm. that unless we have our right to vote, our right to speak, mm. that will get lost. And yeah. that was frustrating that people kind of are saying, well, it's gone, but that listening to Erin talk about that rich history and that collaboration, mm. that we need to mm. keep that. Yeah. And we did celebrate. There are some incredible people in Christchurch currently doing stuff that... Mm. goes unnoticed, mm. that invisible mm. work. Mm. And I think it's it's that kind of shifting to get it in our own lives. I, I spoke to a, a wonderful young woman involved in school strike for climate and the, I had to get it in my head um, 
I was very close to my grandparents who lived through World War Two, and how, and I've seen so and know so much about the history of World War Two and how it affected every single aspect of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I hadn't made that connection, but as I'm talking, Christchurch, how earthquake, whether your house was affected or not, or your work was affected, actually every aspect of living in the city was affected. And just what you've mentioned, like if you couldn't get a divorce and you couldn't have income on your own as a woman, how vulnerable women were. Mm. And there was no income, there was no benefit. Um, And... Um, women campaign for that. It's interesting you mentioned about the benefit. Mm. I recently spoke to a young woman who um, didn't realise that we've only had a domestic purposes benefit since the 1980s. She thought it had always been there. Mm. And when I explained to her that that wasn't actually true, she was quite stunned. And again, this comes back to um, us maintaining the stories and maintaining the educational aspect of, of what these women did for us. Because if there's no appreciation of that mm. and the struggles that they went through mm. to improve the lot of women, mm. then how can we expect them to take any interest or responsibility for moving that journey forward and for understanding that there's so much still left to do mm. Mm. Um, and, and what we stand to lose mm. if people don't care about that? Mm. 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 Like reproductive rights in America, mm. how they are being yes. worn yeah. away at. Um, and... Um, just thinking about, I mean, Greta Thunberg, because we're so aware of her at the moment with mm. climate change, um, but people, women like Kate Shepard were like her equivalent mm. yes, of her generation. Yeah. Mm. Um, so while they might look in our modern eyes, mm. conventional and old-fashioned clothes and things like that, they mm. were the front runners. Mm. Uh, and I loved, um, I did see... Did any of you see the Bloody Woman musical mm-hmm. about Kate Shepherd mm-hmm. and how um, they were fierce and passionate and outspoken and controversial? And they were attacked just as Greta Thunberg is being attacked right now. Mm. Women's mm. voices are not appreciated by mm. certain levels in society, mm. but they're important. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So tell me a bit more about how what you've involved in the tour. And I gather you're gonna. You've got a special opportunity to go into Kate Shepherd's house. We have. Former and we're house. Really thrilled about mm. that. Um, that's that's wonderful. And it's, that's thanks to to Erin inveigling herself onto a little bus tour that she heard about. So um, <laughs> because of her um, long association with Kate Shepherd and um, her knowledge about her and all the wonderful things that she's done in the past, mm. we were able to establish a relationship um, with the people who'll be managing the, the house. And uh, they've been wonderful. You know, allowing us access. So we're delighted about that because our tour is about bringing history to life. Um, We encourage women to come along in in period costume. Um, We ourselves will be doing that. And we want to give people a a lived experience of of what it was like for women in those times and how little um, influence or freedom they had, um, how little voice they had, and start to to realise exactly what it is that we have today, thanks to their efforts. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go to Kate Shepard's house where um, so much of her work was done Mm -hmm. and where she put her monster petition together, Mm -hmm. which finally did succeed in in gaining the vote, um, is wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
And Erin, this beautiful quote, how would you feel about reading it as we wrap up? Mm. Oh, yes, I'd love to read that. Um, it's on the memorial. We, the mothers of the present, need to impress upon our children's minds how the women of the past wrestled and fought, suffered and wept, prayed and believed, agonised and won for them the freedom they enjoy today. Mm. Gorgeous. Now come get yourself on this tour. Yes, we'd love you to come on the tour. Look up Google under Event Finder, Tour Christchurch with Kate Shepherd. Excellent. And we're going to finish with a song, Nancy? Yes, the song we've picked, Rachel, was um, by a young lady named Milk. <laughs> um, it was the unofficial anthem of the Women's March in 2017, and we think it links in beautifully to the quote that Erin um, has just read out. You know, we're older women who are trying to encourage young women to understand that our journey isn't finished. There's much ahead of us. So listen to the lyrics of the song and, and really appreciate what we're, we're saying, and please come to our tour. Thank you. Mm. Wonderful to talk to all of you. Mm. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Put on your face Know your place Shut up and smile Don't spread your legs I could do that But no, oh.